Hi friend, my name is Amy Joy and this is the Make Her Beautiful podcast. I had a beautiful question come in from one of my friends and the gist of it was if I think I have the gift of discernment, how do I put it into practice? And in some ways, like how do I handle the weight of it? Like what if I get it wrong? And you know, in some ways, I feel like this is a really beautiful question, no matter what gift you have, right? A similar uh, concern if you're dealing with being a seer, or if you are dealing with being a feeler, <laughs> or words of knowledge. You know, I think most of us are kind of like, what do I do with this particular word, or this particular thing? And I know when I first started trying to hear God's voice more, I don't know if I would say systematically, but um, one of the things that Perry Marshall teaches in his book, Memos from the Head Office, is just spending your time in the morning listening to God's voice. And he doesn't put it like that. He just is writing, he, he would do it more like a Julia Cameron morning pages kind of process. But what I appreciated about that when I asked him was, what do you do if you hear wrong? You know, like we're assuming that we're hearing from the Lord. We're hoping that we are, but what if we're not? What if, what if we write something down and it turns out not to be correct or something? And, you know, he had a a beautiful answer of kind of like, I just don't worry about it, you know, just kind of keep moving forward. And I think for him, he also experimented in certain ways where he said, I've never found that a memo from the head office is a good substitute for actual research or putting in hard work. You know, it's interesting that when you think about people like Mendeleev, who was the first one to figure out the periodic table of the elements, at least in an early form, it wasn't like he just came up with it out of nowhere. Like, oh, I just was thinking about the ocean and instead I had the periodic table in my mind. No, he had already spent a ridiculous amount of time trying to organize the elements, trying to figure out how they might relate. And he had arranged them and rearranged them. And so when his dream of how to organize them came, it came because he had already been thinking about it and working it through. So to me, that's really how I feel about most of the gifts is kind of like we are working in partnership with the Holy Spirit, that we're putting in the amount of effort that we know how to do. And then the Lord comes and breathes on our efforts. So I have another kind of fun story about that. My friend Mary Van Hosen writes songs and she said (laughs) this is such a sweet story she said she had written the lyrics to a song and she maybe had said it as a singular like lyric to a song and she said I went to sleep and I was pleased with it I thought it was really lovely and then in the middle of the night she had a dream and she said I woke up and was trying to write this stuff down in the dark because what I was getting was so much better than what I 
had come up with myself. And when she woke up in the morning, you know, sometimes those middle of the night dreams, you're like, well, (laughs) that was not quite as coherent as I thought it was. But in this case, she said it was just amazing to see how much better the new lyric was. And to me, that's really how it is when we're working with the Holy Spirit is that we do our part and then the Holy Spirit comes and says, I want to breathe on this for you or with you. So uh, that's that's just maybe a little bit of a freebie. So how do you go about using the gift of discernment? In some ways, you just have to practice. (laughs) And part of that to me means, for example, if I was, and this happened to me once where I was walking down a road and I passed a man or he was coming towards me and I thought the word rapist. And that's only happened that one time. I'm not like, (laughs) this isn't something that happens regularly. Thank God. But the what was interesting in that moment, you know, you kind of look around and say, do I know where my children are? Um, of course, even a rapist hasn't raped most of the people that he's ever been in contact with. But in retrospect, I asked somebody about this and the answer was, well, you don't actually know that exactly how that word related to that man. It might be that he was a rapist. It might be that his granddaughter was raped. It might be I mean, there could be a whole lot of different things that would relate to that. And so with that, then I think the point is to say, how can we, um, how can I, how do you want me to pray about this Lord? So in that case, it was like, well, we know that that's a very destructive act. And so Lord come and be the God who heals all of the pain associated with that bring deep healing to this individual, bring repentance of sins, bring righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost, bring forgiveness. Yeah, I mean, like a confession. It, the, the ability to pray about that is very great, even if you don't have, I guess, specific knowledge of how accurate you are. So one of the things I really have appreciated with Uh, the different people that I have learned under is their emphasis to say most of what we get is not meant to be shared. As an intercessor, most of what we get is just for ourselves and then the Holy Spirit gets to breathe on it. So I think that that's beautiful. I really appreciate that. So I don't think that there is any penalty for praying <laughs> for people with whatever you have on your heart. You know, it's kind of like when a child is learning to speak and you think, oh my goodness, I love that they are trying to speak. And if they say paschetti instead of spaghetti, you know, most of us don't even bother to correct that for like the first 10 years because it's just so adorable. And I really feel like that when we're practicing listening to the Lord's voice, that there's such a grace to say, he's just happy that we're trying to pray and in concert with his Holy Spirit. So if you're in prayer for someone else, then with that, you just say, I'm going to take a risk here. That's usually how I hear other people navigate the uncertainty 
And when they take a risk, you're like, okay, that's beautiful. I receive that this is risky for you. So yeah, Lord, we ask that you would continue to give us the grace to know how best to navigate all of the challenges that we face in learning to hear your voice. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.